Get ready to break molds and blaze trends. Welcome to the Chelsea Home Podcast, your shortcut to wellness, business, and growth with a twist. Let's flip the script and unlock your full potential together. Why the most important things in life actually scare the heck out of you. Today we're going to be talking about more on your brain. You know, mindset is my jam because so much goes on between our ears that impacts everything in our lives. The way we see things, the way we interpret data, the way that we behave, and eventually the outcomes and the results that we are producing in our life or not producing. So what is it about the things that are most important in life scaring us? Well, here's the thing. You know, your brain is meant to protect you, right? Like it wants to keep you safe. And so when you look at the things that are safe in life, right, they're very normal, conventional, certain, um, no risk, um, you know, it's just very, very much not outside of the box, right? It's very much inside the box because inside the box is safe, it's known, right? But if you put a plant in a box, well, first of all, it's going to be limited in growth because it's not going to get the light or the water that it needs, so it's probably going to shrivel up and die anyways, but... It can only grow as big as that box, right? Like it's not going to continue growing and like break out of that box and like replant itself in a bigger pot, right? Like if you, okay, it's so funny that I'm using plant metaphors because I don't have a very green thumb. For me, growing things like physically is a challenge. It takes a lot of effort and time learning on my part in order to do very simple things that I'm sure a lot of people with green thumbs know how to do extremely well. Um, But if if you know anything about plants and growing them, they will fit their pot. Like they they will limit their growth um, to the size of container that they're in. And so if you take a plant and you put it in a small pot, well, it's only going to grow to a certain size. But now if you take that plant and you replant it into a larger pot, it's going to grow to fill that capacity. And so when we think about our brains, um, it's it, the, the primal brain that we have that wants to keep us safe, right? That wants to keep us inside the box, wants to keep us inside the small pot because it is known and... Um, you know, it, it's where where we feel comfortable, right? It's where the comfort is because it's what's known to us. Um, that doesn't allow us to grow or expand beyond that. So when I say that everything worthwhile in life, every important thing is extremely scary for us, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that growth requires you to get uncomfortable, and so when you look at the opposite side, so the way that our brain perceives all perceives all of the unsafe things, right? Like these are things that are unconventional, they're unknown, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of risk involved, um, there's a lot of just general feelings of blazing your own trail kind of thing, like being very different from what is considered normal and conventional, Um you know, a lot of times it's doing something new because we know that if we continue to do the same things, 
we're going to continue to get the same results. So if we come to a point where we want different results, guess what? We have to do something different. And anytime that we're doing something different for us, it's not going to feel comfortable and it's going to require us to shift from our primal brain, the, the area that wants to protect us, right, into higher thinking, into conscious thinking, because the primal brain is very subconscious. Um, the higher level thinking is conscious. And so, you know, when you think about the things in your life that are really important, think about marriage, right? Think about parenting, Think about building a business. Think about fitness, nutrition, overall wealth. Wealth. Well, that's another one too. Wealth. Um, all of these things, you know, they might not be norms in our family. For the most part, I mean, at least in my case, a lot of these areas were completely ignored or just not even entered into. And so based on my safe versus unsafe all of the things that I do in my life are very unsafe. Um, you know, think about faith in and of itself, right? Having a belief in something that you cannot see, but you know to be true, right? <laughs> that is completely crazy for some people, right? But that that is the power in having faith in something that we can't see, but you know, having that strength of belief, you know, it requires us to suspend our feeling of safety and to fall into, you know, this unsafe, unknown uncertainty, um, you know. And then, of course, if you're a believer, you understand that there is actually complete safety um, on the other side of belief. But it, it's just something that you can't understand until you've actually walked it yourself, right? But when it comes to, like, working out, right, getting fit, eating healthy, all of those things, um, you know, typically, I mean, if you look at our country, our country is, oh, my gosh, just a mess, right? Like, just a mess when it comes to what is actually healthy, what actually produces wellness, um, how do we practice well care versus sick care? Like, so the conventional ways in our society are if you're sick, you go to the doctor, you take a medication, right? That's the process. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of focus, really, if any, on actual prevention, like giving our bodies the things that it needs in order to be able to do the things it needs to do. Um, you know, and so it's a very unconventional way of thinking for today's modern world, whereas you look back years and years and years ago, it was actually more conventional. And over the years, modern medicine really shifted that um, and not in a positive way for anyone, unfortunately. Um, and so when we look at these things, we have to come to the point of realization that all of the things that are worthwhile are going to scare us because it's not what's viewed as conventional. And once we can recognize this, the fact that, okay, I, in order to produce the results that I want in my life, in my marriage, in my finances, in my health, I'm going to have to get uncomfortable. I'm going to have to be okay with be un being uncomfortable so that I can change 
the outcomes, right? But it doesn't just start with the outcomes. We actually have to go back to the data. <laughs> we have to go back to what is actually factual, what is true, and then being able to pinpoint, okay, what is the meaning that I'm actually assigning to this information that is shaping the way that I'm feeling, also shaping then the behaviors, the actual actions or interactions that I'm taking, which is creating the evidence and the outcomes that I have in my life, right? So it's this whole process of being able to, first of all, embrace the fact that we need to get uncomfortable, right? It's not going to be comfortable for us to grow. It's going to be extremely uncomfortable, but it's going to be 100% worthwhile when we take the time to practice this awareness, this, this higher consciousness of thinking where we get out of our subconscious reactions Right, And we actually step into control over what it is that we're doing, right? Getting curious, having compassion for ourselves of, okay, I've done this my whole life. Why? Why am I doing that thing? What is it about this that is making me feel this way or leading me to feel this way, which is then leading me to do um, these actions, right? And so I just want to walk you through an example of this specific to the industry that I am in, which is network marketing, social selling, building a business, right? Like conventionally in our society, people have misconceptions that, you know, generally it's a, it's a pyramid scheme or, you know, only the people at the top make money or, you know, it's totally a scam. Like, all the things, right? There are a whole host of things that are very common beliefs and stories around network marketing as a business model, right? And so that and that alone makes it an unsafe option because I know when I go to a nine to five and I clock in, I'm trading my time for a paycheck. And it's always going to be the same, right? If I'm an hourly employee, salary employee, that paycheck is always going to be the same based on the amount of time that I'm trading for money or based on whatever my contract says with, with my employer, right? But when you look at a business like the social selling industry, there there's none of that. <laughs> there's no direct trade of time for income. Um, there's no direct trade of effort and energy expended for growth, right? Like, it's just not. <laughs> there's just not. So it's very unknown. It's very uncertain. But if we want to work 40 years and then retire at 40% of our income that wasn't enough when we had it, and then only, you know, live in that capacity for, you know, I don't know how many more years, <laughs> 10, 10-ish, 15, I don't know. Um, you know, if we, if we want to go that road, we absolutely can. That's very common. That's very well known. But as a network marketer, as a professional over here building a business in partnership with an established company, I don't want any part of any of that that I just talked about. I wanted a way that I could have a both and, right? So when I'm looking at this, you know, I'm looking at, okay, sure, is there risk involved? Maybe this won't work. Maybe starting my own business won't work. 
But I also, I had a realistic expectation of the fact that it was going to take hard work and it was going to take more time than I thought that it was going to take. And so I gave myself five years, right? And so for me, it was about creating this new belief centered around, okay, network marketing is a business model, right? Like that's data. Network marketing is a business model. Um, The government supports it and like says like, yep, this is a legitimate business model, right? Um, So that is, that's a fact. Network marketing is a business model, right? Okay. So my story that I was telling myself was, I want different results. So I'm going to do something different. And network marketing seems to be the best possible vehicle for me to be able to do that as a stay-at-home mom, right? It's that both and for me. Um, And so that began to shape the way that I felt about the work that I was doing. So that made me feel empowered. That made me feel energetic. Like I owned it. Like my results were my responsibility and I didn't have to answer to anyone else. And so that led me to take consistent action, divorced from the results, the immediate results that I was getting month after month, right? Um, thankfully, because I came in with that story and those those feelings and taking that action, I was able to, you know, replace my part-time income within just a couple of years, and it has since continued to grow well and above and beyond what I originally started at. But that was that was still at the beginning. I wanted different results. So I was willing to get uncomfortable to learn to grow in order to get different results in my life. And that has absolutely turned out and proven to be true and has been reinforced and reinforced to me over and over again that this is the best business model around for someone who is looking for that both and, looking for something that complements your life and your top priorities instead of competing against them. Something that you get to take full ownership and responsibility for. You know, something that has taught me so many skills, has taught me so much about leadership, um, and has helped me or has really like laid the foundation for me to step into other ventures now doing coaching for network marketers across all organizations within the industry. Um, And so for me, it really came down to, you know, it, it was scary, sure. But because I had this awareness of what it was that I actually wanted, and I, I was able to lean into that and create, you know, this, this belief around it, I was able to embrace the fact that it was going to be uncomfortable. And it was not going to be certain, but I had the confidence in my ability to learn and grow through that. So I wanted to leave you with a few tips as you are looking at, you know, the current outcomes you're getting in your life and thinking about what you want instead. So first and foremost, I encourage you to have a realistic expectation of the fact that if it is worthwhile, if it is something that is important in life, it is going to require your time, your energy, and your resources above and beyond what right now you think that it's going to take. And I, I see too often people come in 
to any new thing, right? Like they start working out and they're like, okay, like where are my abs? I've been working out for a week or two weeks, right? Um, and I mean, it takes at least six, six months of consistent exercise paired with good nutrition in order to start really seeing the momentum of those results, right? Same is true of business. It takes at least a year to three years to really see the payoff of that consistent work being done, right? Um, and in marriage, you know, I, I if you've heard our other podcast, Zach and I, my husband, we do one together called Exceptional Marriage with an X, Exceptional Marriage. And, you know, I frequently say we naturally grow apart or we intentionally grow together as a couple in marriage. And again, it's not something that happens overnight. Can we make the decision to change the outcome overnight? Sure. But the work that it's actually going to take, the time, the energy, the resources it's going to take of intentional daily work is going to take a while, right? Until we start to see that accumulate and see those results and benefits in our life. So that first one, just to have an ex, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> to have realistic expectations. That's what I was looking for. Realistic expectations for whatever it is that we're trying to change. The second one is to understand how our brains work on a most basic level and realize that the key is having an awareness that shifts your brain from natural protective mode into higher conscious thinking where you can reason, you can go through um, the different steps of like, what's the actual data here? What is the meaning that I'm giving to it? And then how is that playing out in the way that I'm feeling, which is causing me to act or not act a certain way? And then that's producing the, the outcome. And then just having this sense of curiosity and compassion for ourselves of why is it that I'm doing these things and what is it going to take for me to change the outcome, right? Which starts with that story. So realistic expectations, having an understanding of the way our brains work. And then lastly, to understand that if you are not ready able or willing to make changes in your life to show up when you don't feel like it, which happens a lot, which happens more often than when we do feel like it. Honestly, it's one of those things where when you do the things, the feelings follow, right? When you take, when you take the, or engage in the behavior consistently over time, the feelings follow. It's not the other way around. It's not the feelings that prompts us into behaving a certain way. The feelings come on the back end of us taking the action consistently over time because it's a story that we've shifted for ourselves. It's who we are. I, I want an exceptional marriage, so I am willing, able, and ready to do the things that are going to create that for us, right? I am ready, willing, and able to make the changes to the way that I eat or how I'm committed to show up to exercise each day, right? Like these things. Um, And so that's really the last one I wanted to leave you with there is just understanding that 
you know, you might be able and you might be willing, but you might not be ready. And you need to be all three of these things in order to create effective changes that are going to change the outcome over time. So as a reminder, all things worthwhile are uphill, says John Maxwell. And I absolutely agree that everything in this life that is worthy of our time, energy, and resources takes a lot of those three things. Those three things, right? Like it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort, resources, and, um, you know, things that come naturally or easily are not usually the ones that produce the kind of things that we actually want in our life, right? Because we are people here who are committed to growth. We are committed to getting uncomfortable so that we can create new outcomes and results in our life, right? Like we are not the people, I know this, if I was sitting right next to you right now, I know you're not someone who makes excuses for everything and who blames your existing, you know, reality on other people or systems or what have you, right? Like you're someone who says, nope, like, okay, just because this is the way it is right now does not mean that it's the way that it has to be forever going forward. So I know that that's the kind of person you are. Otherwise, why the heck would you be listening to this? You would be so irritated with me and with this whole podcast because it's not your fault, right? No, that's not who you are. And I know that you are going to put in the time and the energy and the effort that is required to move the needle forward in whatever area of your life that it is. And if you haven't listened to my episode last season on if you're not growing, you're dying, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, I really dive into the, you know, all the boats rise principle because I know for people like me, I want to tackle all the things at once and it are, we just, we're not able, we don't have the capacity to be able to do that. So it really needs to come down to these small intentional steps in key areas. And as we tackle each of those areas, we see that, oh, well, like I just spent all this time and energy and effort in, you know, intentionally growing my marriage. And now that's causing me to show up in a better way in my business. And it's causing me to show up in a different way way in, you know, the way that I take care of myself and my energy and all of those things, right? Like, so it really does cause all the boats to rise. And it's such a beautiful phenomenon. And I'm so thankful that that's the way that God created this world and put um, things into motion that allow that to happen. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll talk soon. Thanks for joining the Chelsea Home Podcast journey. If you've enjoyed challenging the norm and embracing growth with a twist, share the love. Don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, keep defying expectations and keep leaning into who God made you to be. Don't stop the